welcome everyone it is 6 pm and it's time for the server room show this is episode 6 thank you very much for sdf public access unit 6 and for hosting the server it is recorded and broadcasted live in front of an audience which is you i would like to thank for everyone who joined in and also the people who listening to this in form of a recording as this is live all the blobs and errors are left in no cuts no buts this is raw material this is a new show, it's streamed live at the radio station every Saturday at 6 p.m. UTC time. There is a voiceover IP phone line active during the show. You can call it either from a regular phone or via SIP. The number is plus one nine one zero six six five nine one nine one. The SIP account to call in is 261-414 at San Jose 2, 2S in the number 2.voib.ms. Today's topic is me, or better to say, what uh, what do I do for a living? As some of you were commenting uh, in the chat that I I should talk about what I do for a living and how is my job, which means the the manual labors of an IT analyst. IT analyst is a new shiny name which they are lately. Uh, labeling to people who are working in the previously called the, the site support, people who are in charge of uh, on-site uh, activities. It includes both uh, support for the end users when it comes to the means that uh, uh, a global service desk or a, or a remote uh, IT support agent is unable to connect to their computer and uh, they cannot resolve their issue. That normally should only happen when the computer is on fire or uh, actually doesn't even boot. Uh, cases like, uh, which are not uh, in, in this category, in a normal case should not come to, to, to an, an on-site IT analyst. It shouldn't come to our uh, inbox or, or mailbox. We, we work with a ticketing system, similar like ServiceNow, but uh, much worse. And uh, unfortunately, it's not always like this. So as we know, service desk uh, people, they like to be tricky and they just say, oh, I couldn't connect to this as computer because probably something is going on. So I'll let you guys take care of it. So that happens sometimes, but uh, it shouldn't be the norm. And uh, we try to keep it as, as low as possible. So mostly the the job is about uh, projects, ongoing projects, both local and uh, and global projects and implementations. They say that uh, they call us the uh, eyes and ears and hands of uh, remote support teams, like a server team or a networking team. So whenever they need uh, hands-on um, help or hands-on troubleshooting, they they reach out to us uh, most of the time 99 point uh, some percent the, these people are c quite clever on their own and uh, with all the remote tools and uh, possibilities they can they can handle things very well on their own but happens uh, once in a while that when we do uh, upgrades or or changes in the infrastructure uh, these people actually uh, 
lose uh, connection remotely and we have to provide uh, 4G and uh, laptops with console connection to, to switches to routers so they can uh, do the, the setup in the in the specified uh, maintenance window and uh, get the things back up and running. Uh, these activities uh, we could say we are lucky enough that uh, it only happens when when we plan them, so we mostly have only planned outages. Uh, so far, uh, uh, we had a few other type of outages, but it was for um, stupid things. We had one recently when, uh, as we use uh, SCCM uh, for our backend to, to deploy updates and patches, and also package software to to our uh, end users' computers. It happened that uh, one of the third-party application uh, they use in, in the company for monitoring, uh, I think the Crowds, CrowdStrike application was monitoring the probably malicious activity or, or something about like data leaking. So it's kind of like a preventive software. And uh, it got included in, in one of the, the weekly, weekly update uh, storm they sent down. And somehow this patch was not properly tested or, uh, and validated. So when it hit the target machines, it started to cause a blue screen of that. And uh, it immediately raised the question that if we have uh, uh, clever people paid a lot of money uh, in cold Sweden or, uh, or or India, which is not cold, why they didn't test it out? I mean, immediately when it hit the machine, doesn't matter if it was a, a virtual machine or a physical machine, laptop or desktop, it immediately went uh, blue screen of that. Uh, lucky enough, they found quick that uh, um, getting into uh, getting into uh, kind of like a safe mode uh, and deleting uh, the, the particular folder in in the system 32 uh, we're talking about windows clients uh, then the computer could could boot up and then uh, the patch was not uh, not active so to say and after the they issued uh, a stop on the deployment so that was uh, that was the latest and uh, it was uh, it was quite bad actually we had to we had to go around in the site where we have around uh, close to 700 people and uh, and tell everyone that uh, people who were not actively part of the production team uh, they just have to better to shut down the computer and, and go home because uh, we had no ETA uh, when it uh, it is going to be solved. And uh, I think anyway it was a was a Friday and uh, we just we just had to send everyone home. So active meetings just got uh, switched off. People got up and uh, they just went home. But uh, it's it's very rare to happen, and uh, normally normally it's not uh, not something which is supposed to. 
Uh, apart from that, uh, networking, uh, mostly networking projects, and uh, and this kind of uh, accidents or, or incidents when we have to be hands-on. Uh, most of the time, we we can live quite nicely. Uh, we always have uh, uh, activities like. Uh, we do um, a life cycle uh, refresh of uh, our uh, end user devices, uh, even monitors and uh, computers, desktops and laptops. Normally three years for the computers and five years for the, for the monitors. Those activities are normally spent uh, along the, the full year. We normally purchase uh, uh, inventory in the beginning of the year, then send out the planification for users when they would be able to come and uh, do the migration, uh, which we do uh, with, a, with a simple script. It uh, it uh, opens with Pixie on one computer and puts the 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 source device up and just uh, grabs the, the folders which required and just uh, literally copy paste it into, into the target machine. But it's good and useful and uh, saves us a lot of uh, headaches and uh, manual copying. Uh, that's for example an activity which can spread around the, the whole year. And for the rest of the time we have the projects there. We have uh, the regular incidents, as I mentioned, we have uh, the typical things when something doesn't turn on or, or for example, requesting assistance to, to meeting rooms. I think we have close to 30-some meeting rooms and uh, close to probably 10 of them is, uh, is video. We use Cisco uh, video conferencing. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, normally, it doesn't it doesn't give us any problems. We also have a big auditorium, which can host up to close to 80, 80 people, uh, with uh, various options of uh, of layout as per the auditorium goes. So they can turn into a, a multi-user room. So instead of the chairs, they can just have. A, work desks and they can uh, work projecting on, on the big 80 inch uh, screens uh, on the walls or uh, or they can use it as, a, as an auditorium with a host or, or speaker and the rest of the people sitting and just uh, being quiet and maximum asking some questions. It has just been recently built because we had a uh, previous one quite old it had still analog audio equipment and now we got this new one where everything is uh, digital the audio is routed through uh, Creston uh, mixers or 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 Creston these devices which which multiplexing uh, HDMI audio and uh, then the clever people who installed the programmed kind of like presets and uh, we can combine inputs and outputs and we also have a barco system the click share which we use for easy uh, 
projecting on on the on the screens or on the monitors or, or projectors uh, th that's quite a good system the thing is that uh, i think since 2014 or 15 it was uh, unfortunately they stopped offering their client uh, application for linux you can still uh, grab uh, i think i saw it on github or where, where they try to keep it as up-to-date as possible so I think it still works with uh, if you grab this one from github uh, with the latest uh, uh, Ubuntu LTS and uh, the system itself is good so you just get a, get a button you plug it in uh, you launch the application uh, to, to get connected to get synchronized to the to the to the host uh, device which is connected to to some HDMI or, HDMI or some even had DVI-D output and with a pushable button you can uh, just project your screen and now you can always always do uh, projecting your screen but as an extended screen so you can project one secondary screen and keep your main screen private on your uh, on your laptop so you can have your uh, PowerPoint notes and guidelines and uh, slides coming up while the, the main uh, PowerPoint or, or projection is uh, taking place on an extended screen which you are actually projecting to the, to the, to the meeting or to the, to, the, to the big screen. Um, what else we have which is uh, interesting? Uh, I mentioned that all the all the infrastructure we have is uh, is Cisco based, just like the just like the the video conferencing devices, except where we use Creston and other uh, manufacturers. We also got a, a nice uh, digital flip chart. Uh, it's uh, Samsung. It's nice. You can uh, send. Uh, uh, a screenshot of your computer to via HDMI uh, to the to the flip chart. You can uh, write or draw on top of it. You can mark up. You can uh, then send the output to to email or printer, or you can even take it out as uh, on a pen drive. So that's uh, that's a nice thing. Uh, Everything else, as I mentioned, uh, we use Cisco when it comes to switches or routers. We have right now uh, three main lines, uh, three, three uh, should I say gateways or uplinks, up, one, one uplinks to, to, to the way out. Mm. We have one backup line, we have one main line, and we have a secondary line uh, with MPLS, and uh, they say that it's uh, it's quite uh, robust like this. So, with three lines, the main backup and uh, uh, main secondary and uh, and the backup line, it's uh, it's quite nice. For backups, we mainly use. When it comes to production backups, we mainly use still LTO5 tapes, uh, which mostly just uh, backs up uh, the things which happens in uh, production and we, which we have to keep uh, on, on safe and secure. Uh, 
for uh, for the virtual machines for example we use we switched away from previously we had uh, EMC um, uh, hard drive uh, enclosure like uh, like a SAN and we switched away to HP 3PAR uh, 4 terabyte uh, per disk SSD based uh, uh, SAN and it's uh, it's very nice I think it was close to I think it was close to 30 some thousand euros the the cost of just that with the with the four terabyte enterprise SSD SSD drives it has like 12 12 uh, four terabyte drives and there is another 12 uh, slots empty what else we have which uh, is interesting to mention Cisco access points we are still on uh, on A22.11n we didn't make the the switch to to AC or AC2 wave and uh, actually most of our uh, uh, infrastructure backend uh, our main ring is still on uh, on a gigabit and actually one of the because we are working on network projects uh, I am mainly placed on 100% on network projects. We will uh, this year hopefully finish the upgrade of this gigabit ring to have our infrastructure backend on uh, 10 gigabit. So we purchased nice uh, 10 gigabit uh, SFP modules and uh, we plan to separate uh, core infrastructure on uh, a 10 gigabit ring of infrastructure switches which then connects back to one of the two uh, core uh, routers we have which takes the traffic then uh, out either on the main line or uh, or on the or on the secondary or actually we use the backup line also as uh, as a way out so like that we we keep it we keep it alive strange but uh, but that's how we do it. So that's uh, one of the big projects and we still have, uh, e even since when I'm here, we still have a uh, backlog of, of activities, uh, cleanup and uh, leftover, leftover uh, cleanup and uh, networking activities, refresh uh, and upgrade uh, since the last uh, five years. I'm with them a bit more than two years and uh, we did uh, advance a lot but uh, but uh, there is still uh, a lot to do and the thing is that uh, new things and the new projects are, are, are never stop coming in uh, definitely when it comes to network and uh, imagine that we still have uh, backlogs including items from the last five years so uh, that that doesn't make uh, it the easiest but at least I'm, I'm being taken away from from the general incidents which which come to us uh, which is a good thing because actually I I don't really uh, like incidents I think that uh, 
when it comes to IT and IT support in a in a level uh, below level two and below, I think there is a big uh, burnout rate in general because um, uh, level two below is where the people have to deal with uh, the typical stupidity and uh, and 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 incidents which are uh, useless and uh, makes your life impossible when users could just uh, uh, avoid or, or fix their own uh, issues uh, if they used the extensive knowledge articles uh, we provide or if they bothered to 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 go to a global service desk hotline instead of uh, trying to walk uh, over to to the to the on-site IT personnel to to help them when actually we always tell them that it's not our job that's why we have a around the sun uh, global service desk we pay to to supposedly they're supposed to solve up to 85% of all incoming incidents and uh, their first uh, um, first core resolution rate is also around the 70 some percent so they're supposed to solve most of the incidents which coming in uh, with one call and uh, so the user doesn't need to call twice and uh, they really implemented uh, phone call email we even have a chat service which uh, uh, i think it's a branded chat service because it uses something called uh, uh, Baumgartner or Baum Baum something. I will look up the name. Thing is that it even has a, a translation translation uh, engine behind it, so uh, the users could write on their own language, being it English or Spanish or Italian. Main languages are supported, and it's translated uh, to the to the remote agent on another side. Mostly, uh, those guys are sitting in uh, in Chakan in India. So, uh, imagine they even implemented uh, uh, solutions like that. Uh, the thing is that uh, I don't know how it is in other places, but uh, users not uh, at least ours they are not happy with uh, with the ser- with the quality of service they're receiving from. Uh, from the global service desk in general so many of them coming over uh, complaining that uh, uh, I, I don't call these guys or I don't open a ticket because anyway they just close it or they just not solve it or they will have me uh, up and down and uh, we still gonna be in the same situation in like uh, two day after two days but I think that's uh, that's pretty much like everywhere else so uh, when when big companies definitely like uh, like like mine be talking about uh, uh, a private company a private sector so it's not uh, it's not a public company or it's not a, uh, a publicly traded company it's privately owned and, uh, and and works in a private sector around 25,000 uh, employees uh, worldwide nearly being available on 
I think 80, 80 or 70 percent of the of the countries it has a presence. I I might need to check up on that. And uh, and when these big companies uh, look into saving cost, they unfortunately always come to the conclusion that uh, let's outsource everything, uh, which we don't need to keep uh, in-house and unfortunately except on-site services us uh, people who really need to go there and touch things when they need to be touched and uh, and move some cables around they they outsource everything else and of course their favorite destination is uh, india but but somehow the the quality uh, always suffers or at least that's what uh, what people are saying i heard uh, a good couple of months ago that uh, i don't know what's what's true about it or not but someone told me that uh, as far as the, he was aware in in the us uh, you guys can probably confirm uh, all these big companies already realized that uh, it was a, not such a good idea and they trying to move most of their uh, uh, support personnel uh, they can move them back in house because of the many complaints they received from uh, customers and uh, as we always say that things take minimum 10 years to to come from the US to to reach Europe so we were we were having uh, having a laugh and estimating that probably in 10 years we're gonna be where uh, where these people now that uh, we're gonna also come to the realization that uh, if you want quality and uh, and people with a, a generally uh, deeper knowledge in 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 whatever area you need to keep those people in house and you need to obviously pay them well otherwise they will uh, they will move somewhere else but we were joking about that probably as always uh, until europe <laughs> picks up uh, on the trend we we will sit here another 10 years and uh, living with this uh, not so ideal uh, setup uh, the thing is that that's one of the part which uh, uh, actually now makes a little bit uh, harder living in IT, at least in Europe. Uh, the reason being that uh, most of these job jobs they moved away or, or, or support functions, uh, most of them not just uh, uh, level zero or level one uh, or service desk level uh, positions, but they also moved away all of the uh, level two and higher uh, infrastructure support, um, server and mail networks. So all the the ways we had to 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 develop and to to progress in our career, it has been literally ripped away. So. Uh, sometimes you say that unless our manager dies or something, uh, there is not even going to be one position uh, open in the next uh, five to ten years for us. Because uh, imagine you do five years in uh, IT support uh, as an on-site analyst uh, like myself, or or ten or fifteen, 
and uh, inside your company uh, moving uh, moving vertically within the same company if they move all the upper jobs away uh, mid and upper jobs away like uh, server and mail or networks or 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 think about uh, uh, whatever uh, department you would like to to get into and do a bit more and uh, and um, something more interesting and more meaningful than just connecting cables and uh, solving incidents uh, if they move away these things to overseas then pretty much what they are uh, telling you is that uh, uh, there is no there is no way to to become some something more or, or or something else down the line so you're either happy with what you have and you know that that's gonna uh, that's gonna have for you in the next uh, 10 15 years or you try to move as we always say horizontally and uh, jump over to some other company but the thing is that after a certain age you 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 really want to settle down you just don't want to keep changing uh, horizontally uh, because uh, uh, stability is important at least uh, for me uh, i don't like to change jobs every year two three four five years unless it's necessary uh, we have 30 seconds left so i have to wrap up because the server will cut me off so now you know a bit more about me and what I do for a living. And if you guys send in questions, then one day when we have enough, we can make uh, another session probably similar to this, but in a form of a Q&A. Thank you very much for everyone and see you next Saturday.